0: From the home of TV news, interviews, and reviews, this is the Custard TV Podcast.
1: It's the Custard TV Podcast, the official podcast of thecustardtv.com. I'm joined today by a very special guest, um, Matteo. I'm I'm just going to butcher this. Can you introduce yourself? I'm just terrified of... (laughs) Making make, make a fool of myself this early would be awful. Uh, TV, TV composer. Uh, could you tell people, you know, I'd just be awful at, at butchering it. I really would. That's all
2: right. I'm half French, half English, and it's, it's Mathieu Carcenti. Uh, you can call me Matt. It's much easier. Okay.
1: Thank you ever so much. Well, firstly, thank you ever so much for doing this. Thank I really you. appreciate it. The most recent thing you did was a EastEnders dance piece. For children That's in right. need, so a lot of people will be familiar with that. But talk to me about, firstly, what is it about TV music that interests you specifically? Was this what you thought you wanted to get into?
2: <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I've always you know, I've always done music basically from the age of 15, and uh, for years I wanted to be uh, an artist, you know, performing. And then I realised I didn't like performing. Um, and just bit by bit it just kind of evolved into into this kind of work. And what I really like about T V composing for T V or you know, audio editing for T V, um it, it's just a variety of stuff that I get asked to do, you know?
1: What do you try and avoid when you're composing for T V? Because you almost you want the music to enhance things, but you also don't want it to be the only thing people notice, I'm sure. Well, I
2: mean you you know you work with execs and, and producers on shows, so you you always kind of um you know, supply what they want. So they they would basically guide you. You know, sometimes they'll they'll say oh, we want something orchestral and big, and 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 actually sometimes they do want that. But they want they don't want it John Williams style. They don't want a cinematic no. score. So it, it really depends what they want. You know, you you just basically at the at the the mercy <laughs> of of you know their demands really, um, and that's the that's the way it works. And I actually quite like that. You know, I like to have guidance, I like to have Somebody saying, "Actually, this works. This doesn't work." Um, you know, it's it's not it's not criticism. It's, it's basically what works for the show. So it's it's good to be able to be part of that team and to and to respond. You know, to, to somebody.
1: What would you consider to be your 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 big break into the industry?
2: Well, the the first big job I got was uh, working for uh, on Got to Dance, which was the series one for Sky and i was working with a a music partner at the time and he was quite into dance, you know, street dance. I was i was definitely you know, loved all that stuff and um it, you know, it was just something new for, for us to work on. And it was mainly audio editing rather than than composing or anything. And there was a little bit of composing involved, but it, it would be something like um you know, creating sound likes because they can clear a piece of music for for performance. So that
1: so that is when a song, when a song isn't sung by the original artist and has a bit of, has a bit of a tweak. Yeah, so that you yeah can get sometimes away. Sometimes it. it
2: happens when the, the the TV channel can't clear the rights to a certain piece of music. Um, you know, it could be something like Michael Jackson. You know, there's his estate don't don't want the channel to use a piece of music. So yeah. Yeah. you kind of work around that and you sort of trying to give a flavour of, of the particular track. Um it's it's mainly mainly be sort of orchestral stuff that they couldn't clear.
1: So I mentioned the Stenders Children in Need dance special, which of course included uh, Daft Punk.
2: Yeah.
1: How did that go uh, yeah, to i mean, dance? I
2: yeah. I don't really have anything to do with clearance because obviously it's done uh, what well, in this case it was done by the BBC. They you know, they get in touch with Daft Punk's people and then they clear it. Um and, and because it's different versions and it's you know, it's re recordings of, of the track um, I guess that made it easier to, to, to be able to do that I don't know um, all I'm told is it's good to go you know can you create this in a Charleston style or whatever and that's what I did really
1: I do like the idea of somebody from Albert Square ringing up <laughs> Daft Punk's people well
2: it's it's, <laughs> see, it's a media centre you know
1: yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Albert Square is obviously not there <laughs>
1: And, oh, don't spoil oh, it. I'm sorry. That's just ruined everything. <laughs> yeah, we may as well end the call up now. And, yeah. I didn't realise when we started this that you'd be shattering people's illusions <laughs> oh, about <sorry>. what's real and <laughs> what's not. Um,
2: yeah, you can imagine <laughs> Sharon calling up and dim demo-
1: Yeah, really. just go, you've not heard of it, but I'd just love to use Duff Punk in the Queen bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then once you've composed a piece, let's use EastEnders for example again, as it's the most recent piece. Yeah. Do you do you step away then, or are you involved after that? Are you on the set and then making sure the music works? Do you edit it? Yeah, I mean, um, I was, I was to...
2: basically I was working sorry I was working closely with the choreographer, who you know who basically put the whole dance together. So he he worked very closely with the actors. And I worked very closely with him because he had certain specifics, uh, you know, specific demands. So, you know, things like camera changes or, you know, we're moving from the square to uh, the laundrette area.
1: Which isn't, isn't probably there either.
2: Uh, no. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's, oh. it's important to take that into consideration when you're putting the track together because that that means you've got to leave some kind of gap in between the different versions, mm. you know, let's say four seconds or five seconds, and you've got to fill that gap with maybe a sound effect or, you know, uh, doof-doofs of, of the intro, the extenders yeah. or something. So it's, you know, it's, it's definitely working closely with him, and, and that's that's what I really enjoyed, because, you know, um, I was able to tailor the music to exactly what he wanted. And then when they, and- when they rehearsed, I, I did go on set and, and a few of the actors, which was great and just to see how it it worked out. But it it was pretty much, by the time we got to set and then we were rehearsing, the music was was pretty much locked.
1: What would you say are the stresses of it? Could it it be quite a demanding, stressful thing to do as well?
2: I didn't find it stressful at all. I I really, really enjoy um, being challenged. And to be honest, I find this as challenging as as if I was composing a a piece of orchestral music, you know, to... Mm something like a film scene or something because it's you know you i mean in this case i had to stick to the song you know i couldn't go off into you know jazz whatever jazz hands or something passage you know even the charleston is pretty much close to you know the structure of the song otherwise we wouldn't recognize the song so that was the challenge to, to keep it close so something like the broadway track was, was definitely challenging because, you know, when you listen to old Broadway tunes, you know, it's very jazzy and there's a bit of classical in there. There's there's all sorts of things. There's cabaret, you know. So musically, to keep it to four chords, which is what the song is, um, was very challenging. And and then to make it work, you know, with the dance and the pace of, of the, the whole thing, the whole piece. Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed that, you know.
1: I, d- I do. You're also, if you're taking note, you're also the first person ever on the podcast to use the phrase "jazz hand passage <laughs> which I, you know, I just hoped someone would say it one day. It happened to be you. <laughs> and you've also worked on uh, Britain's Got Talent um, and Britain's Got More Talent. Yeah. For the again for the Soundalike creation. Yeah. That is a big. I mean, this that's a big pro, big show, big profile. How did you move on? Just something like that because you imagine that all people that have worked on that have worked on that for years and it's just a big machine and well
2: to be honest that what i was asked to do was a very very simple um recreating a sound alike of the harlem shake
1: oh i saw that yeah
2: so it, yeah and it was pretty quick but they they basically they couldn't clear the rights to the original track and they wanted something very very similar which is what i did it was really good fun.
1: A lot of actors I've spoken to can't watch television because it's a bit of a busman's holiday. <laughs> are you sitting there watching something going, oh, that, that music was awful. Where did they get that from? I mean, did are you I watching know. stuff it... with a different eye since you've been doing this professionally? I guess
2: I'm, I'm kind of, I'm more sort of listening out for how it's been put together. So, you know, sometimes you just think, okay, well, that, it works for what it is, you know, if you, if you listen. If you watch Downton Abbey, you know you're not going to get a Lady Gaga sound-alike on that. You know? Oh, I hope so. What, <laughs> series series it, five. It would be great. But, um, do you know what I mean? It's that is one hell of a thing to have on your CV if they do do that, though. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's it's more. You know, I, I can I can watch something and 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 understand why that what the choices were made at that time. You know, now that I'm I'm behind the scenes, I could you know I can watch and go, okay, well they. They made a good choice, or they made a, an average choice. I don't know, but you know, it's like you watch MasterChef, and I've al- I've often thought, oh, I'd really love to do some music for that. And then I thought, well, what would I do that would be different? Because what they have at the moment is quite cheesy, but it works really well. You know, it's yeah. quite it's it, over yeah. the top, and but that's what you want when you watch MasterChef. If you had anything, just. Not over the top. It just wouldn't be Master Chef, you know.
1: <laughs> the only time we seem to hear about music on TV really is is when people complain that it overshadows the dialogue. Really? Have you ever had Have you ever had that said to you that we want it sort of noticeable but not too loud so that people can't hear what Maggie Smith is
2: saying? <laughs> or, um, it's never come across when somebody said, you know, um, that that's in the brief. You know, you just kind of know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've done a few bits and bobs for for film scenes and I've always been aware, Okay, there's dialogue, there's sound effects. uh, When can I, you know, where can I put the music and how would it work? You know, so you're always aware of that. Um, If it's not, you know, if it jumps out at the audience, then probably that's a bad, you know. um,
1: Do Do you think there can ever be too much music in something?
2: I don't know, that's tricky. I mean, recently I was reading something by um, Thomas Newman, who's one of my favourite composers of all time. He said, you know, that silence is, is really important. You know, it's, it's important to have silence because otherwise you're filling the whole thing with music and it's already artificial you know especially in film you just watch a film and you think, well, why is there a music there you know, it's strange i
1: did see something a couple of years ago that had no music in it at
2: all and
1: it felt really bizarre yeah no it does that's
2: strange because you we expect it it's ingrained in us now you know after years and you know decades of watching film you know grow into what it is now and it's the same I put with TV. my
1: finger on what was missing, and then I realized there'd been no score at all. It was really yeah, peculiar. I, I mean, I think the
2: the trend now as well, and it's probably happening in TV as well. It's it is more to have something there, but really something quite uh, simplified or you know simpler sounding. I think the the days of the the sort of big John Williams score, uh, you know, a long behind us because you know we've had that and it's been fantastic and it's made, made iconic things but for now I think people are you know people are so much more uh, astute you know they, they know what they want and they know what they want to watch and when it's not quite and, right you know, um, it, it does jump out yeah
1: and as you say you get the brief from the directors or the people sort of at the top do you have much free reign after they've given you the brief do they ever say go ahead and see what you think would work on this it depends It depends who it
2: is i mean sometimes it is like that and and you you know you work on something and then you you try a few ideas and then they try it to to whatever they've filmed already because sometimes you you get the brief before they've actually filmed anything um and and you know you just try it out and if it works it works if it's the right you know, vibe. Sometimes they, you know, they come with a very specific idea to start with and then it evolves and then they want something else at the end, which is fine. You know, it's, you have Mm. to be open-minded to that. You have to be prepared. Um, And sometimes it's very specific. You know, it it really depends on the show. I was doing um, Alicia Street Dance Stars. I mean, that's a very, you know, it's it's street dance. It's very specific. Um, and when you're doing the the title track and the and the beds and everything, it's it has to be within that style. It has to be certain sounds. Um, I mean, Lady Gaga's not even a that, that's like a really typical example. But you know that kind of modern production pop music. You know, it has to be that. Mm. You know, if you stop bringing in you know strings or whatever, <laughs> it's just not going to work. You know, so it the, the brief was very specific at the start, but then within that, it was quite free as well.
1: Do you feel like you say you like to be challenged? Do you feel like now you sort of you you sort of know the industry and you know what you're doing, or do, do things still pop up and surprise you?
2: Oh, they In always the surprise me. I mean, you know, the the get lucky thing was completely out of the blue. Um,
1: you literally got lucky with
2: that.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, literally did.
2: Somebody had to say this. <laughs>
1: I know, well, you've done just Hans passage, I can't compete with that. <laughs> no, but that was yeah, but that it. was
2: interesting because it was somebody um Andrew Cartmell, who was the one of the producers on the, um exec, executive producers on, on this. Um I worked with him three years ago on Lee Max All Star Cast, which was a uh, I
1: can't believe that was three years ago. Yeah, yeah.
2: And and he literally called me back. Um you know, I've, I've been in touch with him on and off and he's passed on my number to different people and stuff, so it's not like we've been disconnected but, you know, he called me back in the summer and said, oh, we're doing this, would you be interested? and I said, well, yeah, yeah, it sounds great um, and, it, and the, what's really surprising as well to, to um, come back to, to your question was you know, you start off and you say, yeah, I'd love to do it and you have no idea where it's going to go so, you, you know, you've got to do versions of Get Lucky in different styles but you're not quite sure how you're going to get there and that's, that's the exciting thing, you know, that's that's what I love doing, it's, it's just the, you know, unexpectedness of it, it's, it's great. Yeah.
1: So you got that call in the summer, how long do you think it took you to put the whole arrangement together to be the final cut that we saw on Children in Need Night?
2: It's very hard to say exactly how long it took, but, um, you know, we, we had a few meetings and you're trying to basically get everyone's ideas on board. And then mainly I I communicated mainly with the, the choreographer because I needed to know timings and how we're gonna structure the whole piece basically. Basically there was a good budget on this for, for recording. So I was able to bring in a very good musicians to play the horns and the brass and the, the singing um and percussion at the end as well. There's a big Brazilian, you know, samba finale.
1: It goes a bit mad there. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's, big sample, not, it's, it's not one long. of these things you
2: have to get musicians in. You you can't just do it with computer sounds. It's just not going to sound good. I worked with these great guys. It's It's just, you know, it makes my work sound even better when I can work with, you know, musicians.
1: How often do you sort of step away from... As you say, the computers, is that just literally for the editing or can you put together a decent track on a computer and people not realise yeah. it was computer-generated? I mean,
2: there's some really good sounds. There's, they're called sample libraries, you know, where you, you can basically um, have, you know, full orchestra in there. And, you know, a lot of composers in Hollywood use those for um, demoing, you know, for basically when they talk to... A, a, A producer, um, a director, sorry, and they they demo ideas with with these sounds, Uh, and then they have a huge budget to to get a real orchestra in. What I'd like to do is, you know, when there's a good budget on the show, I I basically blend, you know, a lot of computer sounds, which are very decent, you know, they're sampled from real instruments, Um, and then I blend them in with actual, you know, musicians playing exactly what I want them to play. You know, when you're using a trombone, for instance, you can get the, the person to to really push, you know, the, the instrument and just make it sound like it's, you know, raucous or, you know, give it some character, basically. Mm. And it's the same with strings, yeah. you know, with strings, you can get them, you can get so much more character. And I like to play with human beings, you know.
1: <laughs> Anyone thinking of going into this industry... What do they sort of need to know about composing for for TV? (laughs) As much as they can.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I basically want you to give away all your secrets in one sentence. Well, there's no, I don't know, there's no, I mean, I just basically learned, I mean, I I was doing, I've been involved with music since I was 15, so I knew a lot about music. Well, I thought I did know a lot, and then when it came to to working on, on a commercial show then there was a lot of things I needed to learn but you kind of learn quickly because you have no choice especially in TV I think in TV it's very uh, it's very quick you know you have to to respond very quickly um and and also I have to say I, I spent years doing office jobs before getting into this um and that actually helped me because when you deal with a you know when you deal with somebody at the BBC or a production company they they work in an office you know, and they're ready to go at <clears throat> between eight and nine in the morning. You know, that's it. So you you've got to be up and ready when they you mm-hmm. know when they come in. So you've got to deliver as soon as you know. You it's I personally I don't I don't do this thing of going to bed at three four o'clock in the morning, creating music really late, and then waking up at twelve the next day. That's not me. You know, I'm going- that's
1: rock and roll though. Yeah,
2: but Nobody- <laughs> <laughs> that's good for other people. It doesn't work for me at all. You know, I've I know that if somebody calls me at eight o'clock in the morning, I've got to be up and ready and have a clear head. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and be with it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And then there's a lot of emailing people and you know you just basically treat it like a business. You know, how would you run the business if if you're if you're not with it, you know? Um and then when you're working with musicians and stuff like that, you, you need to be organized and you, you just you know, you just start having different skills that you you didn't think you had before you went into this, basically.
1: And does does this mean also that you've got a very broad taste when it comes to music that you like?
2: Uh, I like to think I do, but maybe I don't.
1: <laughs> I mean, bear in mind you mentioned Lady Gaga twice in this. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I, don't it's,
2: I don't, you know, there's certain things. I've, I've stopped having an opinion now. Because, yeah. you know, it's, it's hard not to have an opinion when you work in music, but there's certain things that really move me like listening to Thomas Newman, absolutely adore his music, or Danny Elfman, people like that. Um, but there's also, you know, the old school um, TV composers, that are amazing, like the Doctor, people who composed Doctor Who, I forgot who he is, um, the Paddington Bear theme tune, I mean, they're amazing stuff, you know. Um, but, you know, there's just certain things you get moved by and that's what you listen to. But I, I'd stop having an opinion on, on current music because it, it doesn't really... You know, you could spend a lot of time um, talking about this when you could be doing music, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to find
1: out more about what Matt's put together, you can go to his website. It's intracutsmusic.com. That's right. It's a fascinating uh, CV, and I will include the Stenders um, piece with the articles. so you can have a look at that as well. Congratulations on how well thank you've you done. I I hope it continues, and I hope you'll keep in touch and let me know what you're doing. I will next. do. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers.
0: Download this podcast from thecustardtv. dot <laughs>